Throughout history, free thinkers have outraged the religious with their wacky ideas about the virtues of free speech, reason, and of course, eating babies. Now, God is dying, and it's time to dispose of his remains. From the pits of hell, Satan sends two puppets of the imperialist West and the Zionist Jews against God, Islam, and tiny kittens to bring you their propaganda and conspire for a new world order. This is Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment with Ali Rizwi and Armin Navabi. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment. Uh, if you noticed, uh, then I'm, I apologize for my voice right now. I feel like I'm coming down with something. Uh, hopefully, it's nothing serious, and I'll be around for the next few episodes, um, uh, to the chagrin of, of many of you. But in any case, uh, today, um, we're going to, as you saw in the description, we have um, uh, the filmmaker behind the new movie, Islam and the Future of Tolerance, which is based on the book uh, of the same title, which many of you know was a, a published dialogue between uh, Sam Harris uh, and Majid Nawaz, both of whom have been on this podcast before. And uh, with us, we have the the director of the movie, um, Jay Shapiro. Jay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, and no, the, the salute's not going to work. It's audio. <laughs> It okay. works for the for the people watching it on video. For patrons, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I salute so, you. <laughs> first, first of all, I want to say congratulations on the movie. I know the movie's like charting all over the place on Thanks. iTunes and uh, other places, and it's actually rising. Are, are you surprised by the response? Is this something you were expecting? I yeah, I think I think I am surprised by it. I didn't I didn't have a ton of expectations. Um, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. I had no idea. I mean, it's clear from all of the energy and a lot of these conversations that the audience is way bigger than anybody sort of initially first expected on kind of any of these intellectual discourses. Um, but uh, who knows how deep that pool really goes. I have no idea who's watching it also yeah. like now. So that's kind of interesting and exciting. It's brand new. It's only been out about two days now. So uh, it could just right, be all yeah. chamber right now. And that's just way bigger. I have no idea. No idea. Uh -huh. But it's great. Yeah. So, so how how did it start? I, I know that you know what well, I knew about this because I, you know, we also um, I, I'm I'm in the movie towards the end too, right? So, but how how did uh, uh, how did the whole project start? Why did you? I mean, there was a book out. It's fairly yeah. short. It's readable. You can kind of read it in a couple of hours uh, if you if you if you're even if you're a slow reader. Um, but why decide to put it in a movie format or to explore it in, in the visual way? Like yeah. as a filmmaker, um, what value, what added value did you think that would bring? Well, yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, I was obviously, it goes without saying, personally loved the book and was rather influenced by it and affected by it. I thought every conversation that I personally had in my in my own life or even public conversations I was having just got sharper and better with more clarity, felt like I was being misunderstood better um, and, and just, you know, organized the, the thoughts of my own head after onboarding a lot of the language from the book. So I just wanted to amplify that to new audiences, um, explore some ideas in the visual space, see if they would, you know, hit differently. And then, you know, I think we were talking about it before, but, you know, <laughs> some people just don't read. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and, there, and there's yeah. always new audiences who would just prefer to sit down for 90 minutes and, and get introduced to it that way. Um, yeah, to bring it to new audiences. And then also just to, like, 
put a cinematic kind of veneer on the conversation or any of these conversations to take it out of sort of the, uh, no offense to what we're doing here, but sort of like the webcam version of atheism on YouTube and really put it in theaters and really put it like to new audiences that we know desperately need it that that maybe don't take this other kind of conversation seriously. Um, so literally our first hit that we got with our PR company, whether they aired or not, was with MS, MS NBC's Morning Joe, which um, should air the week of the 24th. That's a show and an audience that I think really wouldn't touch this film or this book yeah. uh, directly. But, you know, they get a press release with this great distributor on it, and it looks like a real film because it is one. Uh, and, it you know, it's hopefully a signal that, you know, the water's fine. You could jump into this conversation. It's, uh, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of here. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully that the, this treatment of it is, is a tool for people like yourselves and maybe a lot of your, your listeners who are very aware of this conversation. The film, you know, if you learn something new, that's great. You might not learn anything new, but I hope it's a tool for, for all of us who are familiar with it um, to use to help sort of, you know, uh, spread the conversation or introduce people to it uh, or just, you know, have it as a document to, to keep around. But yeah, I think sometimes we overestimate just how many people are even aware of any of these conversations. Yeah. So, yeah. so to, before we before we move on, let's start with just uh, the basics. If you can just explain uh, to those who may not be familiar, sure. as we're showing, uh, just really quickly what the movie's about. And um, mm. yeah, if you, if you can just kind of talk about that yeah. really, really quickly. Yeah, so the movie briefly is is a um, it's a documentary that follows the uh, the collaboration between Sam Harris and Majid Nawaz. So, you know, if, if for people who don't know, Sam is a is a prominent atheist philosopher. Uh, started writing and became a public intellectual right after 9-11. He tells the story in the film. He gives sort of a crash course of his career with a book called The End of Faith. Um, and, you know, was part of the initial wave of the new atheist movement of the sort of the post 9-11 conversation. Uh, meanwhile, Majid was literally in a prison in, in Egypt because he was a member of Hizbut Tahir as a, as a top recruiter for them, uh, grew up in England and uh, faced a lot of racism growing up and was going through a certain identity crisis and fell in with this group uh, and was quite good at what he was doing of recruiting people towards towards the ends of trying to establish a global Islamic caliphate or a Middle East Islamic caliphate um, through through means of, you know, instigating coups and political upheavals rather than blowing people up. Um, eventually, he made his way out of that through an intellectual journey that started really in prison. And by the time he got out of prison, was began to advocate for reform within Islam. He and yeah. Sam clashed. And he, he was in prison yeah. for in in an Egyptian prison for five Egyptian, years, right? Yeah, yeah, four years, I think. But yeah, yeah, four years or four, whatever, foreign change. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so so he and Sam initially clashed. The very first time they met was at a debate here in New York, where I am, um, which is still online. It's a great debate. It's called uh, from Intelligence Squared. Um, the motion that night was Islam is a religion of peace. And he was debating for the motion along with a woman named Zeba Khan. Uh, on the opposing side of the motion was Ayan Hirsi and Douglas Murray. Uh, it's, it's worth a watch. Um, it's still online. Sam and Majid clash at this restaurant after they were having sort of just a dinner for, you know, special guests and participants. Sam was there and um, they clash. Like, you know, it, we go through the story in the film where Sam sort of challenges the position that Majid took on stage and it did not go well. You know, Sam or Majid was 
you know, are you calling me a liar? And they get into sort of this pissing match and almost, almost fight if you, if you believe Ion's version of it. Uh, and that's it. And then they, they, they walk away from each other. Little trivia fact. Majid also met his wife that night. So the night was very eventful for Majid for, for a lot of reasons. And also little known fact, she voted for, for Ion's side in the debate. So, um, Anyway, who voted, who voted for Ariane's? Oh, her, uh, his, his uh, Rachel, Maj's wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, four years later, it, in the meantime, Sam continues to have frustrating conversations about this per- particular topic publicly, and out of that frustration of feeling like he's being misunderstood and you know being called a bigot or an Islamophobe or whatever, reaches out to Majid again, so four years later, has this phone call, which he initially was just intending to be a blog post. This is even before he started this podcast. And it ended up being two phone calls, actually, and they were so productive and so interesting. It started sort of as an argument moves towards sort of a conversation at the end is really a collaboration of ideas uh, that they just sort of published the phone call that cleans it up a little bit and just published it as the book that you referenced. Um, and that is the film. So we use that original phone call, which we have as sort of a skeleton to build. And we do these in-depth interviews with both men and really flesh out a lot of their arguments and just put it in that medium. And um, there you go. You can watch it on all can the VOD I, platforms. Can yeah. I? I know. I know. Uh, by the way, the movie uh, is awesome. You guys should go watch it. Uh, what's the website uh, link? I mean, it's on iTunes, Amazon, yeah. Google Play, all the all the the VOD services. But can that. I? Can I be a little bit uh, critical? And I know this is it's kind of mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, given that this whole movie is about um, reform, um, the, the, what, what one thing I think was missing. Was any mention of and maybe I missed it the ex-Muslim movement mm-hmm. and, and as an alternative to reform and given that um, the main advocate for reform Majid he he himself in his book Radical he mentions uh, the ex-Muslim movement and his support for the ex-Muslim mm-hmm. movement I was a little bit sad to see that given that we're talking about Islam and how we can fix the situation and whether reform is possible or not was the main topic of the movie. Mm. This whole idea, well, there's there's other people that have a different view, maybe even like for five seconds or wasn't (laughs) mentioned somewhere. Um, Yeah, I think there's two main ways to answer that. One is, of course, like, you know, it's hopeless that we were going to make a comprehensive film about something as big and sloppy as that. So th- there is a narrow, narrow story of just this particular conversation. So, okay, there's a lot of ways to answer it. Another way to answer it is, as the filmmaker, I'm not beholden to everything that either man says in the film or woman in the film and any of the voices we have. Um, you know, I, there's things I disagree with with Maja. There's things I disagree with with Sam. Uh, it's I, I hope the film plays as an invitation to continue the conversation. And that particular point is, of course, like a monumental part of the conversation that needs to be told. The, the idea of is Majid wasting his time is a totally legit conversation to have. Uh, and I hope that's also invited in there. And and I think Majid would also, you know, there's there's moments in the film, and maybe this is an advantage of the visual of it, as you could see Majid's face when he says a lot of this stuff. Um, one of my favorite parts of the film is when he goes through the, the what he calls intellectual gymnastics of reinterpreting this thing with cutting the hands or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He sort of laughs at himself. Yeah. And and I think it's I think there's something to seeing his face there and seeing the emotion of like, listen, I know. I know how this sounds and I know, I know what you 
a lot of you think about what I'm saying. And then he makes this plea. And you could disagree with the plea and you could listen to the plea. Um, it sort of is what it is. I think like the best defense of Majid, if I would um, give it to you now, Armin, is Majid is trying to be the voice that he didn't hear when he was 15. Take that or leave that. You can you could leave it. I could see what you, you your face, but just if you do the thought experiment, and may, and maybe he's wrong. No. If you do the thought experiment of he's this fifteen year old or you know teenager running down the streets away from Combat Eighteen and neo Nazis and going through whatever identity crisis he's going through, and he turns the corner and there's Sam Harris talking about atheism, and there's the Hizbut Tahir guy talking about this version of things um in his mind you know he wishes if he could go on a time machine and be himself being like hey young majid you know come this way let me show you a so way that he's, you can what, he's been presenting the dialogue that he can thinks I, that would have been effective uh, if he'd heard it at the time uh, I think that's probably something we always do psychologically. I think some ways, Armin, you're, you're doing, we're always doing this in some ways. I think this is how we live psychologically as humans. When we, when we realize we're smarter today than we were three days ago, it's like, oh, let me try to be, you know, I wish I could go back in time now and tell myself something. Armin, if you could go back in time now hmm. and meet your 12 year old self, like, and convince yourself. Uh, uh, of what you're doing that you would do the same thing i think it's a again i'm not i'm not saying majid's right i'm just trying to give the best defense on a psychological personal level of his project right take first, it early no I, I first of all i know majid welcomes disagreements okay so yeah. nobody nobody denies that um and and i also don't think that this is um i don't i don't agree that majid is wasting his time uh, mm. Just because you disagree with him on one thing doesn't mean that the, the work he's doing is not valuable. Like what the most reformist, most reformist Muslims are people that are fighting for secularism, which we're fighting for, which they're fighting for women rights, which we're fighting for. They're fighting for democracy. They're fighting for peace. They're fighting for gay rights. They're fighting for transgender rights. And those are all the other things that we fight for. And uh, we, when it comes to those things, not only do we see them as allies, we see see them as allies that we like that we need so much that they have so much th that we are so lucky that they're even uh paying any attention to any of these but given the audience that they have like the, the work that they're doing is so is valuable and we are thankful for it but disagreeing with them on some of the things that we they say does not mean we're not thankful for all the other work that they do. If I say all the work that you're doing is valuable and we need it, but it has nothing to do with Islam, that does not mean that the work that you're doing is not valuable. We need the work that you're doing. You're, you're, you're fighting against so much injustice. You're fighting for free speech. All of that is valuable and we need that. And we thank you for doing that. I just, I just disagree with people giving, calling it Islamic reform. That's one thing that I just wanted to put out there. Disagreeing doesn't mean not being thankful for valuable work. And another, another thing is that you're saying that I completely disagree that this is the voice that he, the, what he's saying is what he wanted to, what he would be, he wanted to hear or would be the most useful for him to hear. Mm. Uh, because we know what voice changed his mind. Because I mean, we read this book, right? The Radical, right? <laughs> we know that it wasn't Islam that changed his mind. It was, I, I, it was you, ideas it, other than Islam. It was yeah. a challenge 
<laughs> of Islam that changed Meji's mind. So all right. I'm saying is that we want to prescribe the same medicine to people that are radicals that brought Majid out of his radical views, right. which when was he not was Islam. 15, when he was 15 or when he was a teenager before he was, you know, fully in it, um, isn't that a different character that you're trying to intervene with? So you're saying they're less, yeah, they, they might, the, the thing is yeah. that the, we're going for the most logical part. Are you saying that people that are less logical, we have to use less logical reasoning with them? I don't think so. I think an average more like, like what are you suggesting? Like different arguments work for different ages? So let me, yeah. actually, this is a, uh, this is a good time ages, to bring up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jay, go, go ahead and answer. I, I actually thought. No, I, yeah, I don't think it's ages. I think I think what you said was totally accurate there, and I, and a good reading for Majid. But um, the the uh, desire that Majid had again, I, I hate speaking for him here. He's like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, we know that this, this is your best understanding. Not exactly. Uh, what, you, you, it might right. be. It might not. Let be me just cat, I'll just like caveat bracket everything yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. like the desire that someone like like Majid would be feeling of to shroud themselves in an identity for very complicated reasons of, you know, feeling like an outsider in their own community or, or just general revenge against these dudes who were, was chasing him, whatever, whatever he was feeling there, um, the, the challenges, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if they would hit if you're giving challenges to Islam before he like fully shrouds himself in it. I, I just don't know if they would hit. And again, like I, I have I have no I have no idea, uh, and Majid probably doesn't know either. If well, we know we know from from doing what we do at the uh, as as mm -hmm. being ex-Muslims and advocating not for changing Islam but against Islam. We know it works. We right. know it works, and we have the we have so many people to sh to to show that it, it works. Yeah. Right. So I I wanted to take this and and move it into the article that you wrote. <laughs> Actually, that's a very good transition. Because yeah, so for Arc Digital, and I think that this kind of helps clarify, and I, I really, really like this, Jay. Thanks. I mean, the, I, I think you, for a lot of the conversations we've had in this podcast, like this really, really um, categorizes a people's approach to this topic um, in, in a really good way. So you have talked about how there are different mindsets. So the first mindset, and correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong, I'll you know, I'm just going to sort of introduce it really quickly and then let you take it from there. Is uh, The first one is a philosophical mindset. And the philosophical mindset is basically concerned with discovering what is true, just uncovering the truth. Now, it may not be convenient truth, may not be inconvenient truth, but it would just be something that's true, it may not be necessarily moral, but it, uh, it's, it's uh, dispassionate and it's just, you know, I just want to figure out what the reality is. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second mindset is uh, a political mindset which talks about what you think is helpful. Like, okay, you know, what you're saying may be true, but is this going to help change minds? Is it going to help, uh, you know, make a difference um, on, on a larger scale when you're speaking to people? Uh, mm -hmm. And then uh, the third one you talk about is a psychological mindset, mm -hmm. which is more of, I guess, uh, what I got from it is a sort of an observer mindset uh, where they're just kind of looking at all of these different uh, yeah, minds but, working and conversations happening. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would say the psychological is... is <laughs> well, it's the mindset where the effort is to discover how minds work. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you're so, not, you're not the first two are the people that are trying to make a change, and the third, the third one is just uh, an observer. No, no you I mean, talk I, in the article about the inter. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say intersectionality. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works. It's the best time, right? 
there's a, yeah. there's an overlap, I think is the word that I was using. I think I used the yeah. word once actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, so what I'm saying is, you know, you kind of, uh, seem to characterize, uh, uh Sam Harris, mm. uh, according to you as uh, having a philosophical mindset, just concerned yeah. with discovering what's true and just talking about what's real and what's not. And with uh, Majid presumably having a, a more sort of political mindset that, okay, we can talk about the truth, but let's see what's really going to work. How can we really make a change among people? That's going to be yeah. helpful. So, and you said you align more with the philosophical mindset, but I mean, I just have a um, natural tendency towards it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can I so say something? What do, you, uh, do you think that, because to me, this movie. Can I quickly oh, say something about that? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Go because ahead. because I, the the thing is, okay, so we have a group of people that are care about what's true, and the, there are another group of people that care about what works, what changes people's minds, it's, right? Is yeah, it, uh, I should probably change it to like the the political mindset is is concerned with discovering what is effective. But the truth effective, is the yeah. most effective, isn't it? Uh, okay but so so let's i mean yeah, I, I think yes but how do you politically express it uh i mean if you think the truth what is true and what is effective are an entire overlap i think i think you're you're not doing enough of the negotiation of the psychological of how minds work but, but it's actually no, not no, true Armin. It, no, 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 no. that's not what i say it's not a, it's, okay. okay if these are two circles i didn't say they're yeah. completely aligned but i think they yeah. the overlap is so much hmm. that it's just going for the truth is the most effective way of well, I, I, the I, don't, I don't a lot I don't of think topics there there is but it depends yeah. and it change, of course it changes I, when the topic changes these shift and sometimes people argue that they never overlap and that's a problem yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no always. but the thing is that and, and also think it also matters if we're looking about short term or long term because useful lies might help short term mm -hmm. and <laughs> taking advantage of gullible people for a greater good is not a good idea is not a good investment in the long run so let me, so, so let me try to because i think also like so weaving in the psychological and the psychological and i you know I, I pay lip service to it maybe too briefly in that article but it's really really important and it's where so much of this gets tripped up because this someone who's worrying about discovering how minds work um that can be <laughs> so in the philosophical mindset and someone like Sam makes the argument all the time and maybe yourself, Armin, of, you know, people are telling us exactly why they're, they're flying planes into a building or doing this thing or that. And so we should believe them. Like they're telling us what they believe in. I'm not a mind reader. So I take it at their word and I believe them. Okay. That's very comfortable. A psychologist and a psychological mindset comes along and says, well, you know what? I'm actually sort of a mind reader. And so it's not so simple because people don't always say exactly what they mean. And the motivations are actually very complicated. And I think I wrote in the article, we're just incredibly complex post hoc rationalization machines. John Haidt uses that wonderful analogy of the elephant and the rider of, you know, we're really good at of being the rider on the elephant and convincing ourselves we told the elephant which way to go in the first place, but we're really good at, oh, it's going this way and this is the way it meant to go all along. Um, but there are, so in this, what's really, really delicate here is there are people in the psychological mindset who, who have less than genuine motivations here because you can use that mindset to dismiss all religious motivation. We've seen that happen. People who say, oh, people don't ever really believe that at all. And like, you're just wasting your time. But there are, and we have to be able to talk about and discover how minds work. 
and fold that into your um, analysis. So just to, to answer and give you a specific answer about what you said, I'll give you an example of it. It's actually um, a friend of mine. I was talking to her mom about all this while I was making the film and she was a big Obama fan. Um, and I was trying to introduce some of these concepts and I used the term you were sort of just getting at there, but I used the term and I was trying to be careful of a noble lie. In particular, the this has nothing to do with Islam trope when something happens and I re referenced it as a noble lie. Just use that word. And I thought I was being yeah. careful. Uh, what's that? Yes. But literally just her hearing the word lie associated with someone who she had this emotional attachment to in Barack Obama kind of triggered her there for lack of a better word, but set her off in a path where it really took me, you know, 45 minutes of a failed conversation to pull that back and parse the word in a million other different ways that I meant the same exact thing, but, but doing the, doing the careful work and the analysis of, okay, why that word lies psychologically set her off there. I mean, that's how minds work. Again, I, I eventually got her to see what I was saying, but the word lie was not going to fly for her and it wasn't going to, helpful okay well it wasn't going to be helpful or effective for me to use that word to get there so you know i had to use a whole other dictionary and use all the linguistics t tools that i had to get there but then, then you, you went into the political mindset right no what's that then, then you go into the i political was certainly mindset. operating in the political mindset because i wanted i mean this was someone who i cared about seeing some of what i was saying and not think i was a bigot and actually maybe do something about it and change her mind a little bit yeah if you want to say it's a lie and and that's in the truth you're you're operating in the philosophical but, but I, I, I think a lot of the us psychological have, impact um, there yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I think a lot of us have have uh, we harbor all of them because when I was reading it, okay, but again, I can't stress how much I love your article. Oh, where can, where can people find the article? Uh, I'll, I'll put a link to it. Yeah, yeah. no, but like, like to, for people that are not going to go check the description, <laughs> what's the search? Yeah, I mean, this link on my YouTube page or on my uh, Twitter page. It's Arc Media. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's arcdigital.media. Arc so if you go to arcdigital.media. Um, and you oh, just search for Jay Shapiro, I think uh, you'll find the yeah. article. But in, in any case, the the reason I wish that um, I, I guess there, there were some elements of this in the in the film, but even though it wasn't it wasn't as sort of clearly laid out as in the article. But mm -hmm. the reason I like it is because I was thinking of um, what I am, right? And that, mm -hmm. and then my immediate instinct was to think, okay, psychological. But then I realized that I'm probably more. I, I couldn't really decide because the way that I do it is I, I come up with personally, I'm just concerned with what I think is true. Right. So I'll come up with what I think is, is true and uh, to use the philosophical mindset to get there. And then the psychological will kick in. I'm like, okay, I think that this is true, but why don't so many other people think this way? Well, let's look at their history. Let's look at how minds work. Let's how, look at how indoctrination works. Let's look at how, you know, superstition and uh, financial insecurity and economic and political insecurity work and you know, why people hold on to certain myths to, for their own uh, comfort or how people compartmentalize their brains like, you know, Francis Collins <laughs> who, when, he, when he does with evolution and, uh, and, uh, and his religious beliefs and so on. And, and then you, you, you look into that and you read it. And I'm totally fascinated by that, how people, you know, like the illusory illusory lie and all that uh, um and then once i go through so philosophical to psychological and then the political one kicks in i'm like okay so now when i write this down i'm talking to 
uh, Muslim kids in, say, Pakistan or Saudi Arabia, where I grew up. Uh, I'll tap into the way my mind worked then and then how you know that other people think over there. Of what, how can I say what I believe to be true? Right? Well, my philosophical mind believes to be true in a way that's effective. And that's where the political yeah. mindset kicks okay. in. So okay, I, have, I, I, I have to I can't, I'm no, but, but Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. I know, because, I know because it's all okay. So well, well, let Jay, let Jay answer. No, that. I, no, but I wanted to, uh, okay. I, I really wanted to say this. Okay. Jay, yeah. can I, may I, may I interrupt for a second? You know, but can, you, can you just answer? Does that make sense? Like in the, I mean, it may, yeah, you were describing your personal, I think, yeah, I, I, I'm curious about that, how people like think how they do the own, their own dance through it. But yes, yeah. I think. Um, no, it doesn't make sense. Can I answer? Okay, tell me what. Because <laughs> we're, you guys are talking about whether the truth matters or a different method, but no, but, but. No, what, no, that's not what we're saying. That's okay. not, no, 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 no. Wait, okay, can, can, can I, okay. can I say something? I want to hear Armin's Okay, okay yeah. so we're talking about whether something is true or not. The delivery method Mm-hmm. Is a different topic, but what we don't what we don't negotiate on what what we don't give into is to say anything other than what is true. When we all of a sudden decide, like, okay, now what's the best way to communicate this? Yes, the realm that we are not going to go to is whether lying is more effective. We could, I agree with no, that. We could yeah. stay within the borders of truth. Uh-huh. And I agree with then that. decide it, what is the yeah. best way to communicate this with I'm people. With if, Let if, me if, like, clean it up a little bit for oh, you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, t- I agree with you. Um, the word, uh, okay, I think people are oftentimes way too lazy when they say we have to lie. Or maybe always lazy when they say we have to lie to communicate the truth. Uncreative. Yeah. Uncreative lazy however we want to put it so i'm with you armin like i don't i don't i'm not advocating that we we lie about things but all right so we can bring in a lot of contentious topics here because they they all relate but charles murray is it true that race and iq correlate like of of course it is and of course like you just think about the evolution and like that of course populations group together and of course genetics you know likely has an influence over intelligence and uh, or error in intelligence and of course populations tend to group over racial lines like these are all things that are of course true if you're just going to go out and say that it's uh there there's a political there's a politically dangerous way to communicate that truth and there's a politically um, compassionate way to com- to or effective way to communicate that truth. I, I mean, I don't think that's, the truth. that's and you're not the compromising truth. on the truth, though. Yes, yeah, of yeah, course. Not compromising okay. on the truth, but 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 say saying you know, it, there's a lot of ways to say it. Especially wait here here's I, I want to give you an answer that I gave. Maybe this will answer it. Actually, I want to give you an answer that I gave in uh, in the Q and A in Los Angeles because someone asked about free speech, and I feel like in a lot of these conversations there's an attraction towards free speech absolutism and this like almost devotion to it. And legally, I agree with it. Legally, I'm a free speech absolutist. I think Sam actually responded that same way when I was on stage. But think if you think about these things just a, just for, for five seconds longer, I've been doing this thought experiment, and I just want to throw it at you, Armin, because I think it gets to this point. Um, if you have a room of 100 people and you're an event planner and, and somebody's going to come up and give a give a talk about uh, pedophile sex rings at a pizza parlor outside of Washington, D.C., just for a crazy example that we've never heard before. 
and you've done all the psychological research. Let's say you have all the access to all the information of all 100 people in the room, and they're pretty dumb, and they're pretty gullible, and pretty uneducated. Let's say half of them you have a, a great reason to believe are likely to believe this story when it's told. And then just half of them are likely to take it really seriously and want to do something about it. And half of them actually will do something about it. And then half of them have weapons. You're literally down to like one or two people in the entire room. But you're an event planner and it's a moral dilemma of do you allow this speech to go on and you're putting real lives in real danger. Now, there's also a risk to not allowing speech. And we know that. So it's not a simple like, oh, then I guess we'll never allow free speech and you need to deplatform people. But it's a constant negotiation of are you being effective? Are you being, uh, what, what's politically effective here and what's politically compassionate to do? And then the only thing it's going to add to it is the impetus of that because as I always say, like all good moral dilemmas, the impetus should be to design a world where, ne where we're never in it because they're awful. The, well, the work we should be doing, and I know you're doing it, which is great, is to try to get less and less of those audiences to actually exist. Because we want to live in a world where people are immune to bullshit ideas, and you just let the guy speak, and it just it just you know doesn't go anywhere because everyone can see right through it, and no one does anything about it. But if we don't live in that world, you we have to think about how to do these things politically. So when Barack Obama says this has nothing to do with Islam, we 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 know or think we've done the calculus that it's a bad idea just because it actually the risk of doing that we think is actually worse than the risk of saying it and having someone misinterpret right. which which i which i obviously agree with but that's the dance of the political mind and I, and i think it's it's not so easy to just say like just speak the truth however the hell it comes out of your mouth it could be irresponsible well no, i mean yeah. someone was also Wait, saying I that respond to yeah. him. He, he was throwing it at me um, this is what okay. This is exactly why I think the political and the philosophical per mindsets should be the should be the same person because the in perfect world they would be. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, in, yeah, in, we, in this we, world, we in this world, that, not yeah. in a perfect world. Okay. Because this example that you're giving me is is kind of similar to the example that people give. Like, I mean, my grandma, she's Muslim or she's Christian. She doesn't hurt anybody, or a child that is dying. Like, uh, she's asking, "Oh, am I going to go to heaven to see my parents? Are you going to go to them and tell them like, no, that you're going to die?" And that's it. Like. So these are the anecdotal, like very specific examples. Of course, you could come up with very specific examples for what, for every solution, even good solutions, bad solutions, the best solutions. No, there's no solution that is going to work in every single scenario. And of course, every time you could come up with very specific scenarios that the solution that you're offering could do way more harm than good. But if you want to be political and mm -hmm. philosophical at the same time, the truth is that this method works way better than almost everything else, even with the very specific examples that you could find that is actually going to be very harmful, right? Like if what I'm, the, the, the claim is very, here's the claim, and it's not an extraordinary claim. The claim that I'm making here is that if, if, if you don't lie to people, if you're more honest with people, if you spread truth rather than trying to figure out which lies work better, on average, that's on average, that's better for, for, for our civilization, for everybody, yeah. right? But when it comes to free speech, if, of course, I could come up with very specific examples. When it comes to religion, yeah, if a child is dying, a four-year-old is dying, like, hey, I'm going to die, go see my mom. I'm not going to just, like, last minute, why would I, like, yes, that's a very specific example that I'm not going to tell the kid that there's no God, there's no heaven. Yes, your specific example for free speech might be a very specific example why maybe, like, 
in that very specific example, it's going to do more harm. But we know on average, free speech is way better. Like we, we're not going to come but, up with a specific but, rule for every specific yeah, situation. Yeah. That's, so, that's so, impractical. So, so, yeah, go so I yeah, find Jay, that uncreative because because it's like an uh, on average. I think we do need to. Why not parse it a little a little more? I mean, ha, what what do you respond with to people who, who say vast, like, "Oh my grandmother"? Vast majority. Oh. Wait, wait, sorry, 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 Jay, Jay, yeah. What was it? What would you respond to with what? With, you that? No, I mean, I was curious with like people come at you with you know mm-hmm. my grandmother is not doing any harm. You're going to tell her there's yeah. no heaven or. Like, yeah. I'm not going to talk to your grandma if she doesn't want to be talked to, <laughs> right? Like so, what, what but, we're but, saying. But why? Not? But why not? Am I good? Wait, am I going to go force because she doesn't want to? If she's interested, okay. I'm not going to deny her or not. Like if she's interested in our content, she could come. So, so yeah. like, if I if, if she, she if asks she, him directly if she wants to talk, then he would be honest with you, saying that you yeah. would tell her. But I'm not yeah. gonna go. I'm not gonna go chasing your grandma, telling her to leave her religion. Of course not. <laughs> but what I'm saying is grandma that what we're, what we're looking at what works, right? And mm. what works, like on average, is to spread more of what is true rather than be like, "Hey, this is a this is can I take this bullshit and replace it with a different brand of bullshit?" Bullshit, right? Mm. Uh, we are we are just broadcasting our content. Everybody's just broadcasting our content, uh, and we we can see on. Wh- which tactics work better and obviously if you come up with specific examples uh that's not <laughs> that those like one percent or two percent or five percent shouldn't really affect our stra- the strategies that are working the best no, but uh, even if no they're one or two percent it depends on the scale too right so the scale is for instance if you're a politician or if you're an activist who has a certain kind of agenda then often you're going to like you know you look at the saudi arabia thing thankfully the U.S. Senate voted today, actually, as of this recording, to withdraw support for the Saudi-led war in Yemen. But anyway, uh, but we've talked about that a lot here. Okay. So the the problem is the U.S. government, often if you're a politician, even a guy like Barack Obama, who was friends with Bill Ayers, and he was like the leftist of the left. He was a radical leftist guy when he was younger. Something happened to him in the White House when the first, I guess, closed-door briefing or, or whatever it was, his daily intelligence briefing, uh, where his foreign policy became a lot like Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he came out, and a, a lot of the things that I think every president goes in saying, we're going to do something about Saudi Arabia, including Trump, including Obama, once they get in, then they realize, well, if I was writing an op-ed, then I could be very truthful about how shitty Saudi Arabia is. But if I'm a politician and I go out and I say, okay, well, screw you, Saudi Arabia, we're just cutting off whatever with them, then our unemployment's going to go up, our oil gas price is going to rise, our economy is going to tank. And, you know, yeah, long term, eventually there'll be some kind of equilibrium. But in the short term, it's going to be very, very damaging to a lot of people. So uh, that's, I think, one place where. No. Uh, if you're a politician, very, very, very few politicians, even people who are very, very far left, uh, have found it very difficult to be completely truthful on, on those issues. So so I, th- I think that, saying, that Okay, even if you want to be strategic, not saying something is different than lying to people. Do you think, yeah, Armin, yeah, but there's, I think a, there's a point in the film, just yeah. to like bring it to a specific, yeah. specific point in the film, when Sam... Uh, reassesses the line that he wrote in the end of faith when he wrote, we are at war with Islam. Yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah, seems to go to your point of like, he says, and I, and I agree with him there of, okay, 
even if he's a philosophical mindset, he's writing a book for public consumption. So it's so it's a, it's sort of a cop out to say like I'm not a diplomat and I'm just doing this. People are going to read it and it has consequences. So he writes that line and he says, of course, he wrote thirty other lines around it that parse it in different ways. But then he says, after onboarding this language language from from Majid, that you know it's it's easy to see how he would be misunderstood from that line. It's easy to see that, um, and while while he hasn't changed what he meant. There's, he has better linguistic tools or maybe sharper tools in order to have to make that same point in a way that carries much less of a risk to be misunderstood. Maybe you don't like the tools and the Islamism and the jihadism. Misunderstood by people that you, don't matter, though. Who are we trying to reach? The people that we're trying to reach are the people. Wait a second. Yeah, wait a second. Do you, I think the people that 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 would misunderstand that are people. That should be. I mean, the people who who read the who get who respond to the word "we are war with Islam" or the sentence "we are we're war war with Islam" mm. that matter are the 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 should be allies on the left who get shut down by that mm. that line where they misunderstand it in a way of this is just bigotry. I'm closing the book and I'm shutting this guy out. No. Or far righties who say, "Oh yeah, that's what I thought." We See, we're missing the main okay. people, which are the you know, Muslims. The people, the main. If we're fighting Islam, okay. which we are. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So yes, the film is not about Islam. This is like a big thing right. that also, like you said earlier, the film is actually about the subtitle for me and why I made the film, and I think for who it's most effective for. Right. This might the, be. A, I think the, the film is about dialogue. Wait, what's right? the, the film? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, uh, yes, uh, I'll, I'll go through what they happened to clash about was Islam. And of course, mm. I know that's that's your bailiwick and that's where you want to be. And I know you have disagreements there. I think and I hope the main audience for this film, and I'm fully aware of it, is likely not Muslims. It's likely the people that you just said don't matter. And I think they do matter. But we could disagree about that. But I think it's about the future of Islam. It's the subtitle, or sorry, the future of tolerance no. rather than Islam. The first, the first words. I hope it's about talking about what it means to to be a liberal mm. in a quote unquote tolerant society and in a very complex multicultural world with all of these different ideas banging against each other. Islam happens to be this amazing test case that te that puts pressure on all of that. But this is not a film. Okay about the reformation of islam no 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 forget, forget forget islam we're talking okay. about we're talking about dialogue and instead of calling it left uh, right and muslims what i'm going to talk about is the people that we're trying to read like there's an idea that we're trying to fight and there are the people that are holding those ideas and when it comes to fighting that ideas those are the people that don't matter whatever that idea is islam or whatever and then there are people forget the left and there are, there are some people that don't care about what you're saying. They're just hell-bent on just misrepresenting everything you want to say. And whatever you say, whatever dance you dance, and whatever you try to... Uh, um, Whatever you do to try to clarify yourself, they don't give a shit. They're going to misrepresent whatever you have to say. The thing is that you have to go around these people and go directly talk to the people that... I'm not saying they don't matter because these people that are doing this have their own bad ideas that you have to target and a different dialogue. But in this dialogue that you're having, the target are the people that are holding the bad ideas that you're fighting, right? And when it comes to the people that you're fighting, the more direct you are, the more honest you are, and the more, the less dances that you do, the more of an audience that you have. And I've seen this and I've experienced this, okay? A lot of, like, I, a lot of people 
have warned me about the things that I do and the things that I say and told me that I'm going to lose an audience. I'm going to, the people, oh, Armin, you're trying to reach the Muslim. This is going to lose you an audience. And every time they were wrong, every time I managed to get to way more Muslims in this specific example, it could be anything else because of the ex so-called extreme things that they say I said, or the extreme, like I burned the fucking Quran and I recorded it and I put it on YouTube. You know how many more, how difficult it used to be for me to get Muslims to come and talk to me and how much easier it was after I actually burned the Quran. So the exact same things that they told me that it's going to lose me an audience is actually give me a bigger audience of the exact of the people that I wanted to talk to. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that addressed my answer at all. What, what was, okay. What, how did I not answer? <laughs> go, go ahead, yeah. Jay. No, I mean, I was, cause I, again, you're talking about Muslims and, and I think you said that, that Islam is the target here. And that's like what, any what, dialogue. Hmm? Any dialogue. I'm so who, who do you, yeah. Like, who do you think the target of that, that holds the bad ideas that you want me to stop lying to? No, you did, I'm not criticizing what you're doing. You, you're do what you did is amazing. I love the movie. I'm criticizing the some of the character, some of the ideas, the reformist the, ideas. Yeah, there, no, no, some of the methods that. Yeah, you, I mean, some, I'm not. No, no, some not, of the, so, yeah, no, no, yeah. some of the methods that are presented I think, I think in the he's, movie. He's talking about the political mindset no, aspect. I'm talking that, about that. some of the uh, methods presented in your movie, which your movie did a great job presenting. Mm -hmm. uh, I disagree with so, some of okay, them. So, I don't. So, the movie so itself the is just is shift, amazing. Shift your like, yeah. Table the reform thing. Whether table the reform uh, atheism tug of war to, for a minute. To as far as far as the question goes, as it as is it effective at changing Muslims' minds? Table that, because I'm agnostic with that too, and I frankly probably agree with you. All right. But is that change the target does from the question on the table of does that change Muslims' minds to does that dialogue introduce uh, or, or make a space for non-Muslim, the, the left, the leftists in the West and would-be alt-writers in the West or okay. wherever else to join the conversation and hopefully clear some space. And do you think that matters? I know that's... Oh, no. I, okay, so if the target is the people that think that we shouldn't have conversations, yeah. the people that are for deplatforming, the for people that are against dialogues like this, right? It. This is why I'm not being critical of the movie because with that target, your mm -hmm. movie reaches... Th that target audience and that, whatever disagreement, whatever disagreement I might have with uh, Majid, yeah. which I, by the way, I hope this doesn't come across because I'm a big fan of Majid. Okay, I, I, yeah. just with disagreements doesn't mean that I'm, uh, I don't I'm very well versed but, since right. making this film with this particular tug of war. And like I said, I probably agree with you if that's the no. target of the. You should also know before no. you answer. I met with Majid and, and before we filmed a frame of this, okay. and when we Majid and I talked openly about like what what do we want the film to accomplish and who was the target and the first answer was always the left on the wet in the west right right and it would be alt writers who maybe a lot of them have now gone that so, direction so, it's always no, less no, okay so, so, yeah, so, so that's so, a no, no, let, let me let me okay, okay so, finish what you're saying so, i gotta say no because I, I didn't answer what he said so <laughs> when it comes to um targeting muslims right mm -hmm. Uh, uh, and changing their minds, I think the reform movement fails significantly. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the the movie that you just made, when it comes to targeting uh, people that uh, on the uh, not. By the way, let's not 
um, generalized left. There's so many people on the left that are the repressive uh, left. Or yeah, whatever, there's whatever. so many people on the left that are well, not like this and, and are, are yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so when it comes to uh, some some problematic views from the left, this mm -hmm. movie does wonders, right? Because this oh. is exactly what we're we're addressing exactly. The, cl the claim here is not like whether Islam is true or not. The claim yeah. here is whether dialogue works or not. Can we have friendly discussions with people that we passionately disagree with? And is that a useful thing to do? And again, the, the interesting thing about this movie is that it goes directly to that. The, you know, it goes, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't go like, Hey, maybe it works. It doesn't work. Like, no, this is the claim. And we're saying, and we're, we're tackling the bad idea that we right. should censor some conversations and right? that and i'll and then i'll let ali respond because I, I know we're shutting it out but but and also presents a voice that is not denying that there is a specific problem and a specific challenge in islam whether you agree with his solution or not that initial step like the fact that this film is with sam and majid and not sam and reza aslan is 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 a big deal right. that you have you have a dialogue that's not just yes championing dialogue as you said but but specifically to your point if it if it is effective for okay you don't want to use the word left but for this group of people who are afraid of this di dialogue don't know how to have this dialogue think it's inherently racist all those things that we know are maybe well intentioned but just harmful um, having them introduced to the dialogue with somebody who is not denying the problem whether you, I know you disagree with his solution, but not not denying the problem is a is a huge step. And if you call that my political mind, and it's a political film that that's trying to achieve that, then then oh. I disagree. Let's let Ali say something. <laughs> no, but just yeah. one, one one sentence, one sentence, one quick sentence. Okay, okay. Part, part of actually Jay's going to get the last part one, of this yeah, part of this dialogue is also to openly disagree with the views in absolutely yeah okay. that's true now Alex. yeah yes. and i i and think I, too, so yeah <laughs> it, it is a testament to your movie and uh because what you wanted to do with this movie is start up conversations <laughs> i guess like this right so the fact that absolutely i i actually think this is great like it's it's really um the fact that it is even you know the atheism versus reform thing and and all of that if it's if it's coming up i i, I think it's going to spark conversations in all yeah. kinds of communities but i do agree with you know, I think that that part was uh, was especially striking when you know Sam talked about um, how he said you know we're at war with Islam, and and I wonder about that. So th this is what I guess I'm I'm getting at is that uh, there are wh when you say things like that, even though they're true, right? Even though a lot of you you do believe them, or, or I do believe them, I, I I think it's very very easy to gain Twitter followers. The only thing is you're always going to gain Twitter followers in the way the Fox News gains viewers yeah. in that uh you're only going to get people who agree with you and it's there's an illusion that okay everybody's talking about this but but it's not really like that it's just a very very big echo chamber um and and you're not really reaching out and and reaching other people so i i think that it is important if we keep on talking about the aggressive left aggressive and we start complaining about it, it feels very good to have a little circle <laughs> jerk where yeah. you know everyone's complaining about the progressive left or whatever but but if it's not g g going outside of that circle jerk, they just right. kind of ignore you and, and you, you stay within your circle. So I, gu I guess this is a question that when we talk about truth, when people say things that are true, that, that apply, um, does it matter who's saying them? So we've had Armin and I have talked about this a lot, right? So uh, for instance, you know, if I have a legitimate criticism about uh, Israeli policy, 
mm. is really like the Netanyahu, the Likud government, and you know what they're doing. I I don't like what they're doing in in the the Palestine, the yeah. Palestinian territories, and uh, the same criticism comes from, I guess, a neo-Nazi who wants yeah. to see Israel wiped off the face of the earth. That's not something I want, uh, but that's something they want. But they're, they're making a similar criticism. It, does it matter where it's coming from? If you're going to... Uh, let me give another example of this. I, yeah. I, I don't know who it was that tweeted that quote that if you want to know who rules over you, find out who you're not allowed to criticize, right? So that is a quote that's attributed to Voltaire. Mis, mis, misattributed to Vol- Misattributed to Voltaire, <laughs> but it's actually... Uh, uh, by a guy named Kevin, Kevin Alfred Storm, who was a noted white supremacist, and he was talking <laughs> about the Jews, right? Wow. So, so sometimes uh, things like this happen, and and you know you you have people who are very bad people say very truthful things. Um, you see a lot of uh, right, far right, uh, anti-Muslim bigots they come out and say. Uh, make the same criticisms about Islam that I would make, or that Armin would make, or that even Majid might make. But does it matter who is saying them? And should we be mindful of that and mindful of dissociating ourselves from them, even if it may be true? Do intentions matter? Gosh, I'm tempted to bring in, um, you know, I love her, Amy Chua's book, Political Tribes, and some of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's political. So, yeah. Uh Yeah, I want to answer it that it does, especially if you're trying to be effective with communication. So I think we often want to live in a world or think we live in a world of just a war of ideas. And I think that's like the line that, you know, we are at war with Islam where that, that, and, you know, using that hypothesis of that, of that explaining the world falls, I think far shorter than a much more depressing starting point that, that someone like Amy uses in her book. She wouldn't phrase it this way, but that, you know, Basically, we're barely evolved monkeys who who just kind of are really tribal and hate people who don't look like us on some basic level. <laughs> if you yeah. start with that sort of like premise, then you know, okay, my last name's Shapiro and I'm Jewish. Does it matter if I'm the one, or I was raised in a Jewish household? I don't really use that identifier, but it does it matter if I'm the one that criticizes Israel versus you, this brown guy with the name Ali Rizvi? Uh, if should, you're Max Blumenthal, really. then yeah, you know Max Blumenthal from. I certainly. Yeah, 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 but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but it's um, and this is something that Sam was also aware of in that article that you like that I, I really appreciate you um giving some love to. I quote Sam. It was 2007 in a very lively and nasty debate with Reza Aslan, and I quote this this yes. paragraph that I reference all the time, where where he he says almost exactly what you just said. He said, uh, "Gosh, I I'll, I'll get the the paragraph wrong here, but you know." Um, I, uh, he says, you know, you are better positioned. I'm not going to change Muslims' minds, basically. You are better positioned to do that. That's your job. And he ends it by saying, you know, I drawing pr- cartoons of the prophet and writing paragraphs of the kind that I have uh, is not a strategy. I am not a diplomat. And I, and I branch off that. And I, to, to his credit, I think this book and this film is his effort to try to at least understand what it feels like to be a diplomat, uh, which led to, to a much later, I guess, like, what is it, nine years later, writing this failed blog post of a speech that he wished Hillary Clinton would, would uh, read, which is explicitly, obviously, trying to be a diplomat, literally just trying to write a speech for a diplomat. Yeah. Um, but, but he wanted to be, to Armin's point, he wanted, he did it 
truthfully. He didn't. It, there was nothing in that he thing did, that was did, a lie. He but he, but he certainly tried. I mean, I would argue that he tried to do it also politically, and he was using the words. Whether again you agree with him or not, he he was convinced by Majid's at least political tactic, and he was using. If you read the speech, it's all Islamism. It's not saying we are at war with Islam and we need to defeat it or something like that. It was much more nuanced political language. Even if you think that's what he meant or wanted her to say ultimately in some philosophical world it, 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 there's, it would not be a, a useful political speech um, so to answer your question it matters because we're humans and we come just with a with a billion years of baggage of evolution that gear us to be uh, biased towards our own tribes no matter how enlightened we want to be I think most people are subjected to that and it's it's gener- it's it's unfortunately helpful of who is saying what the fact that Majid can say something similar to Sam and Majid has a funny name and brown skin unfortunately politically not because of those first two bubbles but because of the psychological one and because of this this tendency we have to follow and and, and he's a liberal too like the that's the thing like if he the tribes are just as big which is of course what her book is about right Uh, but uh, because my whole idea is like I, I would love to be like the uh, so I I'm one of those the, to Armin's point. If I am going to say anything diplomatic, if I am going to do something, try to think about what's going to be effective and how to talk about it. I, I'm going to try. Uh, I'm not going to water down what the idea is. I, mean, I I tried to do that in my book too. I tried to be um, to speak in a way that you know I like you know what you mentioned earlier. This is you know if I was younger, how would I like to be spoken to when I was in that mindset? What would yeah. I find compelling and convincing? So I, I tried to do it that way, but I, I don't want to be speaking the truth and feeling very happy about speaking the truth if I'm just talking to myself, mm-hmm. right, the whole time. Uh, and if it's if it's not getting out there, uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop speaking the truth. But I I do want to be careful about uh, how I choose to say things um, to the extent that it goes beyond whatever the audience is that my echo chamber is. Mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, my, my wife would disagree with me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my wife is a completely different animal. She's more like, um, she's similar to Armin in that way. And in, in, in that they're, they're sort of a truth absolutist in a way that where was, I guess we're all truth absolutist. That's yeah. a terrible yeah. term. I take yeah. that back. Yeah. But her <laughs> thing truth was absolute that, as opposed to what? <laughs> no, but her, the thing that changed her mind was when she was in university and she was, she was one of those, I'm spiritual, but not religious. I'm sort of, you know, I believe in secularism, but you know, I'm not fundamental, but I still believe in a spiritual or whatever. Um, she had that. And then one of her uh, friends uh, mm. was having a late night discussion with her. And then he just said, he's like, really? That's just stupid. And he said something like that. And he kind of derided the way she was thinking. And that really pissed her off. And then she went back and she thought about it. And, uh, she said she found that very effective. And I, and I know that Armin knows this too. We get uh, messages from people all the time who were really pissed off by what we said. And then later they're like, well, now I see. Or yeah. So that approach does work. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, never, I'm I not think it's the only at all one. not telling the truth, like in any of this podcast, you know, I just think, yeah, if, if, if there's, like you said, it's, yeah, but it, uncreative if they think they they can't tell the truth, the truth effectively, they're being uncreative. If you're telling the truth intentionally to provoke, to provoke someone, uh, maybe yeah. it could be effective. It's a strategy, I suppose. I mean, I, I'm hearing that, like you said, with Armin and, uh, no. Hitchens famously had, you know, like sort of announced that that was his, his 
technique often. Um, but yeah, just keeping your, your, your goal in mind and, and trying to, to hit I it. I only is, provoke people with things <laughs> that shouldn't be provoking. Um, <laughs> but but, but can right. I, Armin, can I say something? I think the one thing that we're doing here when we're talking about this is we're assuming that Majid is somehow not telling the truth. Yeah, Majid probably No, that's lying. what I'm saying. The political and the philosophical positions are the same because if the people think some method works, that uh, the delivery, the disagreement is on the delivery method, not on no, the no, fact no, Armin, that Armin, we have to I'm say talking the about truth. something else. No, no I'm, I'm just I'm saying moving, that I'm, yeah. I'm just saying I'm not making the assumption that Majid is lying to people, is, is uh, purposely li lying to people. I'm okay. talking about the atheists that think that what he's saying is not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. support it anyways because they think, because but, they think it works. No, no, but what I'm saying is, here's, here's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm moving to something. No, I, I'm moving to something else. I, mm -hmm. I'm saying that, uh, for instance, like even the beginning of the thing, when, when Sam challenged Majid that the dinner of Majid was like, "What you are you calling me a liar, right? Mm -hmm. And I think he was completely sincere when he said that. So Majid yeah. says he's a believing Muslim. So if he's a believing Muslim, then when he's talking about reform, and he's talking about sort of uh, changing things and and reinterpreting scripture, you know, the, the way the gymnastics and everything that he talked about, all of that, um, He's trying to find a way that's effective uh, to take what he believes, what what he he says that he believes, uh, and uh, to be the truth. So mm -hmm. he he and and uh, saying it in a way that may be effective to somebody or compelling to somebody who's in his position when he was younger, as you said. So uh, you know, we may think that you know the whole reform thing is a bullshit, you know, substituting bullshit for more bullshit. But um, uh, from from his perspective, he's he's doing exactly what we're saying. Like he he's just trying to say yeah. whatever he thinks is the truth. He's, he's trying to say it in a way that would also be effective, right? Yeah, so he, and we call it, and we call whatever what other people think is truth. If you disagree with it, you think it's bullshit, and you call it out as bullshit. Simple as that. Yeah. So that's that was right. Anyway, can, let's, can let's not jump, go back. Can, can I jump, back into that? Let's yeah, I want to go back yeah. to the movie a little bit. Um. Uh. So. You know, one thing I disagreed, like I keep mentioning magic, but I want to also mention something I disagreed with Salmon and then mm -hmm. ask you, what are you, what are the things that you disagree with on Salmon? Mm -hmm. And Ali, at some point, we need to get to the Patreon questions in the live, in the live chat. Uh, yep. Um, so you, you're muted, Ali. Uh, so one thing that we'll do that in 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so, so one thing that, uh, Sam mentioned is this whole Islam versus Islamism. Which I, I really dislike because apparently the difference is that Islamism is political and mm -hmm. Islam isn't. I don't understand mm -hmm. at what point or, or Islamism is supposed to be like taking over the world and everything. I don't, if you read, if you understand Islam, then you realize that, well, yeah, that everything you're talking about Islamism is Islam. Uh, everything you're talking about jihadism is also Islam. The difference are the people. Not mm -hmm. the ideology. It's interesting that they, they mention in the movie, for example, that we need to talk about people separately from the ideas. But then what they do is then talk about the ideas and they put the Islam and Islamism and jihadism, the ideas in separate categories. But the idea of Islam is, has all the attributes that they gave to Islamism and also to jihadism. I don't understand why, I mean, anybody that studies as the Quran and the Hadith will, will be able to tell you that, but I don't know. So what do you, and also, so, yeah. yeah, but after, after you respond to that, also let me know what are the stuff that you mentioned, you disagreed with Sam on some things. Mm -hmm. So you might have 
bring, bring that up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the I think it's best understood the Islamism, jihadism, conser- this concentric circle part of the film where, where Maja breaks it into these parts as just legal definitional terms. So literally, I'm talking about you know he also you know has a legal mind and, and studied it. Um, so think about it just as descri- trying to find up labels for descriptors of people's behavior and people's beliefs. Like I'll leave the Islam aside for a second. It's as legal as okay, killing is a thing, and murder is a, is a specific kind of killing, and second-degree murder is a more specific kind of killing, and manslaughter, and the lines between them can get very fuzzy, but generally saying, uh, you know, first-degree murder and manslaughter are two different kinds of killing, I'm just giving you, like, how, like, these are just legal definitional I terms. I agree with those lines when it comes yeah, to people. No, I don't. I don't want. Yeah. I, I, I just. What do you mean with people? I'm still just saying like behaviors of people. Like, I, like second degree killing is a behavior. Yeah, and you're be- describing the behavior, and you're assigning a, yeah. a, a a symbol to it that also has something in common, whatever variables it is, with someone else who does the same behavior. Right. I agree with those lines when it comes to people. I don't agree with those lines when it comes to the core, the ideology. Right. So the the problem is that you act, like those whole those circles. They all make sense. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll get to it if you think it breaks down with oh, with sorry. Islam generally, because I know I know I know the argument you're making. But just if you stay with, and and I'll tell you where I think it breaks down, which is slightly different. But okay, yeah. I mean, his definitions for people who don't know them, or or you'll see them in the film, is Islamism is the desire to impose any given interpretation of Islam over society. Where jihadism is is that a, a the, the, the acting out of Islamism in, in violent means, basically. And then there's the circle outside of it of conservative Muslims who who maybe hold these conservative values but don't desire to impose it on society at large. I think that's where it breaks down a little bit. And then, of course, reform and, and liberal-minded Muslims on the outside who just don't take any of it seriously, whatever that is. Um, the, I mean, if you think there's if there's no difference between... Okay, I mean, I think you're making just an ideological challenge to the entire thing of saying it's impossible to be an Isl- a Muslim without being an Islamist. No, Which, no, no, okay. I'm not saying that at all. I, of course, it can be a Muslim without being well, without. Okay, because the the thing you're that making I'm, a distinction between Islam and Muslims. You're no, no. Saying okay, that the, the the thing is, okay. Islam just a big sloppy, floppy term that encompasses all of it and can point even no, as something. Muslim is a big floppy term that encompasses all of it. Islam is okay. very clear and direct. It's Quran and Muhammad and Allah. Okay, and the Hadith and the Sunnah. Mm-hmm. Right, that's very that's very clear. What what I agree with those whole circles and the Muslims being what the way I separated. Can, instead I, of, can I stop you right there because I want to ask you then a word because I'm if you want to use the that definition of Islam, fine. But what do I? What word should I use to describe mm-hmm. the the mishmash of a history and religion and art and and common culture that it, like give me a word for that? If it's not Islam, just give me a word. No, no. Uh, th- well, That's a good question. Well, here I have an answer because now you're talking about people and people's behavior, right? And the way no, I'm still, okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm really talking about a culture. It's, I'm I'm looking for a word like American or something like that. Just no, give me no. a word that that works as as American isn't a people. This is an idea. It's a myth. Give me a myth that ties it together. That somehow puts all of the. If I'm trying to just have a efficient word that points to the Islam the is the that, word. But what okay. I'm saying is that the all these mishmash of different ideologies they have they're very different. The only, like the only and, thing they have this the only thing that 
what the defi- the word that we use, if we we're going to put all of them into one category, should be based on the only thing that all of them share and nothing else, right? And the only thing that the, all of them share is Muhammad as a prophet of God, Quran as a direct word of God, and Allah as the only God. That's the okay. only thing they share. Okay, and okay so, so could you hold those three beliefs and those tenets and be a and be in do you think it's impossible to be in the conservative circle that that majid draws and not be an islamist but no i i think you could okay so here's the thing you could be a muslim Mm -hmm. that doesn't follow islam (laughs) okay okay right because because muslim definition of a muslim is based on belief not based on behavior Right. If you say the Shahadat, if you believe in Allah and Muhammad and the Quran is the direct word of God, uh, even we if, disagree even, on this, Armin. I know but yes. we've had, we've talked about it before. Yeah, we but disagree on this, yeah. no, we. This is the definition of based on Islam, based on ninety nine percent. No, no of I know, I know. I'm just saying we disagree. We disagree on it. No, but here's I think the, that, the way. Uh, can I? The, yeah, go ahead. The way I categorize people, right, is the people that are true to Islam and follow Islam, and Muslims that ignore Islam. And don't follow Islam. Uh, who is still Muslim? And the, the, circle, the, the circle, yeah. the category of the circles makes sense to me. And I agree that there's different lines, right? But right. the thing is that most Muslims are better than too good to follow Islam. This is the way I categorize it. We have, I, if, I, yeah, if I, I, I think that's no, a separate conversation. No, no, no. This is, this is, this is, this is the, this is the question that you've been asked here. The categorization is nominal Muslims are people that are Muslim only by name, only based on agreeing with the, but doing, they don't live a life that is according to Islam or they care about living life, life uh, living to Islam. Those are nominal Muslims. And then you have minimalist Muslims. And these are Muslims that do the bare minimum that required is required by Islam. They fast, they pray. Uh, and that's about it. They, they, they do nothing else. It's just like brushing teeth for them, right? And then you have the the the, fo- the followers of Islam, that the people that actually try to figure out what is Islamic teaching and abide by it. And then you have the really serious Muslims that um, I don't know could be called Islamic scholars and something like very conservative Muslims that make their Islam is their whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, the circles for me is not about. The, you know, it's about how true you are, and this is not just about uh, Islam. It's also Christianity works the way the same way, right? You so, have nominal. So, so this is, yeah, this is the model that Sam used to use. Uh, it was literally just like a gradient. He used to use this of just like black on here and white on here, and you've got shades of gray in the middle, and it was just degrees of belief, and you go further down one side, and you end up in jihadism, and you go further in behavior in because you could you could really believe. And I know this stuff, this is illogical, but guess what? A lot of people are very logical. <laughs> just like a lot yeah. of, not just Muslims, a lot of people don't, li- don't live based on their philosophy. Okay. You could truly believe that this is the word of God and never fucking read it. Right? So you could okay. really, really believe that is, I'm what, just, if I, if I complicated a little bit of like your, the, again, I, I, I think that's the model you're building of just like degrees of adherence. And that's, you go further down this line and, and that's, that's, Islam over here and just like barely Islam over here. Um, if I complicate it somehow, I don't even know like how this would happen, but if somebody just believes a tiny little sliver of it, but it happens to be the part that it should be imposed upon society, would it be fair to call this person an Islamist, even though they, they ignore most of it, but they think everyone ought to live under this, even if it's just like the hijab or something and they equate this to the thing and they think everyone ought to wear that and they want that imposed upon everyone, this would be by definition, just by behavior again, 
behave it would fall in the category if that was a if that was a in court as a crime it would be like oh like you're 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 committing the 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 act of islamism using majid's definition but doesn't that complicate a little bit of your like just general belief in adherence it's it's almost he's trying to say they're not muslim oh sorry go i know he's just playing he's trying to pluck out a specific narrow behavior of any given interpretation blah 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 but over society and that it's really just theocracy by a different name um, or by a specific name here, doesn't that, I don't, I don't know if that puts so, pressure on just so trying to... Are you talking about the person that believes the Quran is the word of God or not? I mean, even if, even if I don't even care. No, it doesn't, I think what, what I'm trying to say, if you, if you believe in an interpretation of it that says you, I don't even know if it's possible or whatever, but you think you it's You don't impossible. have to be Muslim to be a theocrat or an asshole. But what if you are, okay, but it's, I, I, honestly, Islamism is just, is, is, a, is a Muslim theocrat however narrow that could be and maybe and maybe it's someone who just yeah okay doesn't, so, okay so, so here's, here's what i'm here's saying what I, here's islam wants islam i if you if you want to live according to islam you have to be an islamist here's what i think i think that you what, what i was going to say yeah. uh, you kind of brought up anyway jay is the uh, when you said fundamentalist theocrat so i'm going to tell you another story from my workplace and that's usually my barometer because those people they're like they're not really i mean they're they're amazing people super smart people but they're not necessarily in this kind of discussion and checking as in tuned as tuned into it as we are um so one of them actually one of my friends had to watch something on tv where they talked about islam and islamism and she came up to me and she's like i just gotta ask you this they were talking about islam and they were talking about islamism mm. uh, what what is the it, is there a difference? What is this? Isn't the same thing? And it completely flew over her head. She didn't understand because the, the difference in it was so subtle and it wasn't actually recognizable. So when you say, for example, a Christian theocrat, I, I, I am a big supporter or I'm a big proponent of using terms that have parallels in, for example, Christianity. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about yeah. the Muslim secular movement, instead of talking about like atheists and, you know, all the stuff in the Muslim world, just talk about the Muslim enlightenment. And that's what, yeah. like, because people recognize it because there's a parallel with the Christian enlightenment. So if we came up with terms for somebody who, who what is somebody who wants to spread Christianity and, and impose it uh, in a political way uh, across, across other people, now you'd say, you know, maybe a, a, you'd call it political Christianity. You'd call it, but, you know, Seder in the film, in an analogy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that that, that is not political by nature. That's there's a difference. But no, I, 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 of course it's political by nature. It is political. By nature. Okay, the Old Testament maybe is political. By nature. No, no, no. Even the New Testament. So anytime you're trying to use uh, the threat of the afterlife and everything to lay down the law no, and to get people, it's a good weapon to, to be used as politics. But I mean, the, it's less political than Islam. Can I, you agree with that? I don't. I don't see a difference. No, no, no. I don't. I actually don't. I think it's less political in an, uh, the in Islam. It's less statesmanly than Islam. It's less sort of state based, but. If but Christianity is a religion that you follow the way of Jesus, and if Islam is the religion that you follow the way of Muhammad, Jesus never Jesus got to rule, used, and Muhammad Jesus did rule. The, first of all, Jesus not only did he endorse the Old Testament, but he he I used understand the threat. That, but hold on, hold on, Armin, yeah. Armin, hold on. He used the threat of eternal reward and punishment to get people to submit to what he wanted them to do, and yeah. to and he yeah. used the, He used the threat of eternal um, punishment to get them this, to manipulate we're like, their behavior. We're drifting off of. Yeah. We I'm are not defending Christianity. So, uh, by the way, I'm not defending Christianity, but go on. Of course, no, no, but not. you yeah. can because again, just yeah. 
behavior-wise, you could draw the same four circles for Christianity, the size right. of them would be different. That's just what we're talking about. Yeah, if, I, if you think you can't find a, 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 a Christianist, I'm making up a word here to try to do the parallel thing, just behavior-wise, Armin, who said, like, I, there's an idea in the New Testament and it says that, you know, gay people are sinners and we have to, to or let's do the Old Testament, fine. Or what, I mean, I, gosh, I don't even know if, there, if it's in the New Testament, but there's a punishment for homosexuality and I'm reading it here and it's my interpretation and that ought to be imposed upon society and i'm going to do that and i'm going to that would be a christianist uh, that's in the new testament yeah yeah i agree with you i agree with you i think that i'm just talking about again like you're shifting it to the ideology this is behaviors of people if you again you go back to my just sort of like legal definitions of killing is a vague term and there are specific kinds that are only defined by the variables of the behavior of the people exhibiting it I, you're shifting it to sort of the like authenticity of their behaviors okay no no i have to respond to this sorry first of all <laughs> I, I am cons consistent when when a Quickly. christian when a christian fights for gay rights when a christian fights for secularism when a christian fights for uh, you know, get, uh, woman rights or whatever. I I say that this is not Christianity. You're doing. I give credit to the Christian, not to Christianity. I say okay. this is no against Christianity. The, I'm no one's giving credit no. to uh, like again. You're but, shifting it to the. No, but, to but I'm, the I'm also not saying that the Muslims are not being authentic because what I think is happening is that we're reducing to mu Muslims to Muslims and nothing else. They are being authentic. They're just and, not being authentic to Islam. They're being, right, so I'm gonna, they're being authentic. They're being authentic to better views. They're they're competing ideas in their head, and they're being okay, authentic right. to better, yeah, better I, ideas. I, I, guys, I'm That's just going to step in because I feel like just uh, for the audience, we're going in circles now, <laughs> okay, okay. and we're getting repetitive. So that's why I wanted to get back to what you're saying. Another thing that you said, for example, uh, when we we're talking about parallel terms, is you said Christianism, right? So, you know, you're like supposing there's a word like Christianism, but there isn't. And when you say you know Christianist, yeah. uh, a lot of people won't understand what that means. Yeah, you say, well, there are Christians, and then there's Christianism. Uh, and, you know, there's another word for it, like Christendom is something that was used, Christendom yeah. in, in the past. Um, that's a little bit more familiar, but the nuances in that. Crad, crusader, yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but purely from a messaging point, uh, uh, standpoint, I think those terms are hard. And that's why I kind of, I think that it's like the Islam, Islamism thing is very confusing to the mm. general person. But Jay never answered my question, by the way. I asked him, what, what did you disagree with Salmon? Oh, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to, yeah, we'll get to yeah. that. But, but so, Ali, just to throw in, just like it'll be uh, really, really quick. The the line that Majid uses that I think is super effective with exactly what you're talking about. It's actually in the trailer too, where he says, "Just like you have the Christians have their Bible Belt, we Muslims have our own Quran Belt." I think that's super there, effective. See, like that is effective. Yes, Quran Belt. Political Islam, uh, Muslim theocrat, right? Circles are a different size. Seder, yeah. Those are so. These are if we, if we use terms like this, then yeah. um, it is something that will be much more uh, uh, sort of much clearer to people who, it's who like my, may it's not be able to. At its best, cause, yeah, yeah. Because Islam, Islamism, you have to think about it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so, so anyway, uh, we're going to get to patron questions. No, that's first huh? my question. I asked him, what do you agree What with? did you disagree with Sam? Yeah. With Sam? Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it almost goes back to the Amy Chua point. He talks about, um, it's later in the film, and I, you know, he's made this point a lot. He talks about uh, the common, let's say liberal, I know where these terms are getting flimsy, but the liberal challenge that everything can sort of be pinned on terrestrial grievances. And that's really what this is all about. And it's all blowback. Um, and he he goes he goes through that you can you know you can play that game and he, he actually points briefly to the Palestinians he says you can play that game more or less 
you know, effectively, depending on, on who you're looking at, and he says the Palestinians who have been victimized in many ways, and then quickly shifts to this point of saying that there are endless pure cases where somebody has, you know, suffered no grievance and has been afforded everything in, in the world and still finds the ideas in the Quran and Hadith captivating enough to go join something like ISIS or whatnot. Um, I think, of course, like that's that's true. But the challenge here is is I think there's it's an incomplete analysis and maybe doesn't layer in enough of the psychological mindset of how identity actually really works. Because the challenge would be, are there actually such things as pure cases? To identify with a group is a very complex, big thing. You as an individual might identify as a Jew or a Christian or even like a, I'm an Eagles fan and I'm an NFL fan, like I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan and that's some sort of identity that means something to me. And maybe I've suffered no particular grievance, but I, I align my identity in a way that's larger than myself and I internalize or feel the grievance of some other portion of my larger group that is suffering and react upon that kind of, uh, uh, you know, violence. And it doesn't even need to be someone who's alive. You can find Jews who've been afforded everything in the entire world, but somehow align their identity with the victims of the Holocaust and internalize that and become rather extreme Jews or this or that. Um, Like identities is a really complex thing. One thing, and then, and then I want the, we could go to the questions also is I think a lot of times in these kind of conversations, we rightfully, totally trash identity politics, which we should if you define it correctly, and we could try to do that. But we too often throw away identity along with identity politics and identity. And this is all of what Amy's book's about. I can't stop preaching it. Um, identity is is an incredibly powerful force in psychology and also can be an incredibly powerful force for meaning in life and totally amazing even secular meaning Um, but identity often gets sort of you know dumped into the garbage bin when you just when you throw away identity politics i think sam's analysis at times talking about the um religious motivations or pure ideological motivations for uh violence or terrorism or illiberalism is a bit incomplete there but i obviously i'm not even ready to throw away identity politics entirely i think the 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 times that identity politics makes sense is when your identity is being used uh, as a way to target you right like like if i'm living in nazi germany and you come at my door and we're like hey i'm a jew can you please hide me? Of course, there's a difference between you being a Jew and somebody else. Like if a, if a helicopter is landing in ISIS area and there are people trying to get the helicopter, I'm pretty sure I'm going to give preference to Yazidi woman than everybody yeah. else. Like if your if your identity is a is a tar- is a target on your back, then identity politics makes sense. Uh, yeah. If you're yeah. a legitimate yeah. victim, being pulled over by a cop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, if like defined in the most like obvious crappy, maybe SJW way, like w- w- maybe we all agree it's, it's a problem. John Height's been, been talking about this also recently in a nice way of sort of like good identity politics versus the, yeah. the more nefarious kind. The, the bad but, part, the, the bad part of it is been used. Okay. The good, the good identity politics is like, Hey, my identity is used, being used against me. Please help me. That's good. The bad yeah. identity politics is like, Hey, because I need, pr- I need, advantages because of my identity or 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 you because of your identity your your opinions illegitimate or you can't talk about this thing all that kind of stuff obviously is just racism rebrand yeah totally and and i just want to mention that uh, we did have an episode uh, we had a really good discussion on this with uh, sarah hader yeah uh, that was like earlier in the year so um, yeah 
Yeah, if you guys want to check that out, go go and check it out. So, any case, um, I'm going to go through the questions. It's not going to be in any particular order. Um, uh, Renzo has uh, is saying he had a comment. He said religion is inherently political. Most mm -hmm. religions include ideas about how to govern society and are used to legitimize political regimes. And I, I, I agree with that. I think that some religions are more dangerous than others uh, because, uh, to the extent, of, because of the content of what they're uh, what they're saying. But I think when it comes to um, uh, the 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 political aspects of them, I think that, that the Abrahamic religions are all, are very, very similar. I think they're comparable. I think if the Viking religion was still around, that would be the most dangerous one. Oh, it, yeah, it, what? yeah, all of them. Yeah. Greek, so. Greek mythology. I too. mean, Muslim, as in Islam, it's, it's, it's benefits, like you get the best part of heaven if you die in war, but in Viking ideology, the only way to go to heaven apparently is to die in war. Like that's pretty, a little bit more extrime than Islam. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to Valhalla. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So um, this is a really good question from uh, Jim King, and this is uh, Jay. Let's see if you can t take this one. Uh, is there a concept from the Nawaz and Harris conversation that you feel you nailed in the film? And is there one concept that you felt you did not nail as well as you would have liked? Oh, sorry, that wasn't a question. There's, there's another question, but this is a pretty good one too. Um, yeah. Something, yeah, that you nailed in the film, and, and one uh, other one that you felt you did not nail as well. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I nailed anything. <laughs> it's like, it's really, I'm so close to it. I like, I have no idea. I think time will tell because it is trying to be an effective piece of communication. So the proof will be in the, in the response. Yeah. If I've really nailed anything, I think I most, um, we did, I, I know Armin disagrees with it, but we repeated the Islamism term because it's so central to what Majid's trying to do, love him or hate him, three times. So I hope we nailed that just we by like... We him and disagree with him at the same time. Love him. Yeah, yeah we, we, all yes, love him. We, we all love him here. Um, but we, we hit that literally three times in pretty rapid succession. So if people just get like one thing, even if it's something to argue about, it would hopefully be that definition um I, I already mentioned i think he was at his absolute best when he when he with his quran belt and um and uh christian and bible belt comparison that's sort of when he goes on this this uh this tear about ideas being worse than bombs yeah. um that's my favorite my favorite part of the film so i hope that's nailed yeah what we, what we didn't nail i don't know i mean there's a lot on the cutting room floor that wasn't working so we just didn't do it all the way um I'm trying to think. Okay, definitely in the in the setup because we this was this was much longer than a lot of earlier cuts. Sam's views on religion are not so simple, and we tried to broach it a million times in a lot of different cuts. Mm. And um, in the end, we sort of just throw a few lines in there, like you know, in a film, we're always just. It's like a vice where you squeeze it and you lose a line on the sides. We, what we come out with is a line where he says something like, I realize there's a there there and we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We don't, we don't have time to really get into the nuance of what he means by the there there. It's almost, you know, he wrote an entire chapter in Waking Up. Uh, it's like the whole intro where he uses the, um, the word spiritual in the subtitle and says, listen, I'm not going to apologize for using the word spiritual because what I'm after here cannot sort of be um, pointed at or, or lassoed by any other word that works here. That like deep sense of, um, yeah, again, I'll just use the word as well because I can't do any better of spirituality in deep contemplation of the reality that we're actually in is something that like i just we we just couldn't jam together in the beginning of the film without totally yeah. 
derailing people. And then also there's a danger because both men are so interesting without like hooking people on an idea that they want so much of that we have to spend 20 minutes on it before we get back to like, you know, the main conversation. So yeah, I wish, and we have to that, to that end, we have a ton of bonus footage actually with both of you as well, that we're going to share when, when it's out there um, pretty soon. Uh, We have a ton of bonus footage with Sam talking about much more of his nuanced views on religion and on uh, philosophy and all kinds of fun stuff like philosophical zombies and all that, that good stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the place where I think that you nailed it really well the one of, one of my favorite parts in the movie is that is, is about lobsters no, not, not, not those <laughs> lobsters good. yeah but yeah when he's um in response to when Maj is talking about the intellectual gymnastics and he talks about how when you go into a restaurant you order lobster you expect lobster because words have to mean something you know you can't just make them mean whatever you want and i felt like the way that you guys presented that visually Thanks, you know, yeah. with the menu in front of you, and is uh, and 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 the chocolate lobster, and yeah, I, the, I the ate way that the lobster in the end, yeah. <laughs> did I? I was wondering. I was like, "Where'd you guys find that?" But, but whatever <laughs> it was, as as what? he was speaking, when you brought that out, it it just brought up uh, the, I guess, the ludicrousness of yeah. uh, this this idea that you know that, that some of the intellectual gymnastics that even mm-hmm. sort of Majid was hesitatingly mm-hmm. half endorsing, or you know partly endorsing but i i think that that part of the movie was i mean if there was a clip that i'd like to take and just throw it out there illegally and violate your copyright no, I, I, think we're, I think we're going to share it publicly soon actually it's one of the ones that we'll give out as, as an exclusive clip i love that one too um yeah yeah, yeah. There. I, I, I love the way you guys did that I, um, the part that i think you nailed it was uh the whole narrative behind going to people thinking being so hostile to each other and thinking they're like one of them at least thinking the other one is just the other one's enemy hating maybe even each other going as far as some people thinking like this is going to turn into a physical fight maybe even yeah. like i'm not sure if, but that some people's fun. perception was like that and then showing that through c- just simple conversation you could still disagree and have a civil conversation about the disagreement that you have i mean whatever the ideas are be- being discussed that's secondary the fact that it can, yeah. I mean, you could tell people that, hey, let's have civil discussions, and that doesn't really work, but you could demonstrate to people and show people that, look, people on opposing sides could actually still disagree and be able to have a good conversation about disagreements with each other. And I think that is where, de- demonstrating that is where you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, another really good question from uh, Jim King, and I want to hear the answer to this too. Um, I was actually going to ask you something like uh, like this earlier, but you know, we got into that conversation. Uh, did uh, Shapiro change his mind on anything during the process from after he first read the book until after he completed the film? Mm. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, gosh, I go back and forth. It, it, it's what we've been arguing about for like an hour, but it's it, it is is Majid not wasting his time. But what is the most effective intervention here? Um, Although I think I came in pretty agnostic, and and honest, to be honest, Armin, I actually lean your way uh, about a level of. Uh, I've heard you say this before. I, I heard you hinting at it before in one in one of your louder answers to me tonight. But I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, you know, <laughs> I didn't use it in the film, but the soft bigotry of low expectations line that that's become sort of a trope. Um, there's a there's a there's an equivalent here of some of the kind of effort 
of the reform Muslims. I, I know you, you think this as well of like, listen, if you know the truth, just deliver the truth. Why you, do you think they don't deserve it? That, that line of argumentation is, is persuasive to me. Uh, morally, I am trying to do the dance in the political of, you know, how do you get to that place? And maybe with a different strategy than you have. Um, but I'm also completely agnostic and obviously, and I hope all of us are rooting for Majid in some ways, if, if what he's, whoever works, whoever has the solution, we want it to work. So, you know, I'm still sort of like sitting back and watching that. Right. Um, it's an interesting question. So what, one more thing just to add to it to answer is because we, what, one thing that's interesting is we started to, f we started filming it because I to remember the specific wording in this question, like right before Trump got elected and then Trump got elected and we actually, we had one more interview to do with Sam and, and we sent some emails around with all of us deciding sort of what we were going to do, if we were going to even mention him or do anything with that. And, and we, we didn't, um, we were just curious to see how it would play out. We figure this issue, this conversation is way bigger than him and it might just be distracting to, to throw anything with him in there. Um, but maybe this is depressing, but I think from the start of the film, which was like, right, you know, uh, I'm telling you like on the precipice of the 2016 thing to where we are now, I think I've grown a little bit more cynical about the hopefulness of, of where we are. Um, and about how many people are willing to join this conversation. I think there was a split. I think there was a break. If, if the analogy that we filmed of the tightrope, I put it at the end of that article, wondering, it certainly has narrowed, it seems, but maybe it's snapped entirely where people have just chosen sides. One maybe silver lining is that initial hypothesis that Sam was, was positing way back in, you know, 2001 of if we fail to have this conversation, the far right is going to have it for us. Uh, very few people are doubting that hypothesis at this point. That's become like a uh, prophecy. So I think yeah. that you, even among a lot of liberals, I mean, they've kind it, of exactly. uh, more and more have woken up to it. And exactly. I, I he was, he was that line in his book was used to actually accuse him that, that he's actually endorsing them like that. That, exactly. that was so stupid for people. To exactly. So, so, so that's, that's played out in a certain kind of way that may have opened the door inadvertently, maybe unfortunately for a lot of people, to be open to this film and this conversation. So maybe that's the hope and that silver lining, but it's also snapped something in that political tribalism kind of conversation that we're having where, where they're just so distracted and so focused on a certain anti-tribe at the moment that, that, that they just won't hear this. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one question from uh, this Ian Bellis uh, on uh, this mm. Twitter. Um, I noticed I'm liking my stuff. So I appreciate it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go, Ian. Uh, yeah. What do you think Sam Harris's example in this book slash film means uh, for non-believers going forward? More emphasis on our areas of agreement with liberal Muslims and less on atheism versus theism. Mm -hmm. This is one I know that Armin's going to have something to say about. But wait, Jay, can you repeat you. that? Can you repeat that? Yeah, repeat it again too. I think it's a really yeah. So he's it. saying, what do you think Sam Harris's example in this film means right. for non-believers going forward? Um, is it going to be more oh. emphasis on our areas of agreement with liberal Muslims and less mm -hmm. on the theism versus theism atheism debate? That's a really good question. Um, I think, I mean, we've been talking about it all night, but this was a direct effort for Sam to attempt a political conversation. Um, he sets, he set off at the beginning of the, of the, um, of the, of the phone call and of the book to say, like, this is not going to be a discussion about the merits of the, of the, does God exist 
debate or is the Quran the literal word of God or Aniva. He set it out to be a purely political strategic question. There's a question that he poses directly to Majid while sitting at the dinner table um, that I filmed where he says, how do we talk about this without empowering right-wing bigotry or left-wing illiberalism? That's an explicitly political question. That's not is what is true what is true here it's how do we talk about this um it, i know where armin's going to go and i actually agree with him i miss the days of pure atheism debate i don't want to go back to it specifically i think where sam was clashing with jordan was a really interesting area that clearly um, attracted a lot of attention and i think they they missed each other there i wish i was moderating it to to a certain degree but it was really close i think um, I don't know about Sam, and I, and I can't forecast where, where he's going to go with his career and, and what he's going to write, but I think I, I would like to see us get back on to the track of may, maybe less of the does God exist debate, but what is God and what does it mean, which is obviously sort of more along the lines of what the Peterson-Harris thing that attracted so much attention was about. I think that's that's a deeper hole that we all we all should to dig down. And um, yeah, I think I think Sam Sam is is swimming in those waters as well so if that answers something but i can't pro project his career uh, jim yeah. is asking if you're planning on uh, translating the movie for uh, yeah. into mu muslim for muslim majority countries we have a few offers i don't know where it's at at the moment but we are like you know uh, orchard our distributor is um lining up a whole bunch of of nice. translations i hope we have you know everyone who wants it and if there are if there are people out there who, who want to do it um shoot an email contact us i'm not i'm not sure the status of all of them but yeah let's we're gonna try to do everything obviously Ma yeah mars is saying that you uh, he participated in the q a on monday he was there oh. um he said he's asking about the fact that you weren't a free speech absolutist but mars uh, just yeah. joined in halfway through so i think mars you did address yeah. that uh do you want to earlier or do you want to touch it yeah i mean i don't know what the question is specifically so, the question, yeah, I basically repeated what i said on that stage so it's going to be boring yeah yeah he says can we have your thoughts on that point of view which regards to the subject yeah we, we brought this up in the earlier in the podcast tell, so cool. yeah, yeah, cool. to rewind it i basically yeah. did yeah. it again yeah yeah <laughs> but um anyway yeah th th this has been so again it's a testament to your movie i mean the fact that you know this brought up a lot of conversation i know armin watched it today i have uh, i went and i bought it on itunes i know how so, it was option, so difficult like i tried to get it off of your website it wanted a u.s address and I'm like oh really yeah so then i went to amazon and again u.s i was like i asked ellie where do I, I finally got it on vimeo vimeo I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah vimeo seems i don't know yeah it's on all of them I, yeah i i I don't know if, if people are having yeah, we're gonna Yeah, Dash actually uh, emailed me and uh, gives me all the links and everything. So we're going to put that that's in the description. If you guys want to watch a movie, yeah. do not miss it. It's going to be brilliant. I'm going to, uh, I, I, we're having our yearly sort of uh, Christmas holiday, whatever you want to call it. To, all holidays matter. All holidays matter. <laughs> to people that have all read all the books and follow these conversations, there, um, I think the the movie is important. The reason why this movie is so important, and you think like, oh, this is like I already know these conversations. No, the this I think it, what was very interesting to me is what you guys decided was the most important because I'm I'm pretty sure there was so much that you wanted to include and you didn't include. And for me, it was very interesting to see what was it that you yeah. thought that was the most important for mass consumption, right? And if, if our goal is to reach out a wide audience, and if you guys 
want to communicate with a bigger audience yeah. rather than just our own groups and internal uh you know audience the people that we have these conversations with i think going reviewing this movie and trying to understand thinking about why these uh, these were the points that they selected is so, is a very effective way of you tr- you coming up with a strategy yeah. yourself thanks yeah i also just kind of put, yeah. put a quick pitch to um because we also have an educational distributor torch films so if you are interested in hosting a screening or panel discussions and stuff, that's, I hope there's a, a good life for that. So Torch Films has like all educational. And then we also have Fan Force, which is uh, also for screening. So like if you want to do a screening or any kind of public thing, like we're going to try to make that really easy as well. Cause nice. as you saw on this, on this thing, it's all about an invitation to discussion. If like you can disagree with every word in the film, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Like show it and, and, disagree with people and have discussions because you know if, if that matters at all like that's that's oh, what it's for and consider buying it as a christmas gift from that for <laughs> that regressive leftist that you always try to convince i yeah. never were successful yeah. <laughs> trying to do that so this is gonna be well easy. i mean uh, that's that's what i was Me? gonna say when Am i was I trying when to convince I, someone no no i'm just saying to to people that uh, oh, consider oh, buying saying. the movie yeah. as a gift for some but some one of because i know everybody has that one regressive leftist yeah. that they always try to talk to and they never gets anywhere yeah I'm just Think, consider buying this for them as a gift so one of the things was that uh i what i was going to say before you know we got sidetracked is that when we're going for the holidays or to, to uh over christmas i'm going to my sister's place and generally the whole family gets together there now it's been several years since islam and the future of tolerance came out mm-hmm. and uh you know i got the book for people but nobody really read it <laughs> I mean, the people in my family, a lot of them hadn't read my book until this year, right? Mm-hmm. So because people just don't like reading books. So um, so this is sort of generally a layperson audience. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have everybody watch the movie because now, even though I gave the book, I knew that nobody was going to read it. But now I'm going to put it on the movie and we're all going to get some like, uh, I guess, cocoa mm-hmm. or whatever. And everyone's going to watch it. And they're all, it's a Muslim family. Yeah, I know my sister is a big fan of Majid. She's met him and she she mm. likes him a lot. Uh, so I, th- that's the one thing I was thinking about when I saw this movie. I was like, wow, this is something that I can sit down uh, with my sort of extended family and my you know everybody else, including kids and stuff, and and they can they can watch this and they can uh-huh. see where it comes from. And uh, that, that's what I think is like just fantastic about it. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. let you know how that goes. I would love because they're not politicals. They they don't yeah. know Amy Chua. They don't. They yeah. kind of know Sam Harris a little bit because of me. They know, but they, they don't know any of the stuff. So they're, they're really good. How, how kids would view it. I'm actually curious how like younger audiences might might take it in. I guess there's very very little violence yeah. and it's 9/11 shots, but no bodies or anything. Oh um, yeah, no, no, we're we're okay. We're talking about we're talking about Muslim kids. I mean, I'm just like my, <laughs> like my nephews and nieces, they have machine guns. So you see pictures yeah, of news, like in Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Got go to school on camels and live in tents. And, oh. Okay, I'm <laughs> kidding. Yeah, no, no. I I will actually report. I I would love to catch up with you after that, and so what, maybe have a conversation where can people about find that. The movie? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. I think <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation, Hulu. I think Vudu, Vimeo, uh, Vimeo, Vimeo is yeah, a really good true. one. Yeah, check it out. And then yeah, later this year we'll be on the streaming stuff. But um, yeah, grab it. Grab it now. Okay. That's great. It's doing well. Yeah. Finally, any anything planned for the next few, like uh, promotional tours, or are you doing more interviews? I know that you mentioned <laughs> the Morning Joe interview that's going to be airing on the week of the twenty fourth, but sometimes uh, yeah, a lot of interviews, radio stuff. Um, yeah, we'll keep writing, 
yeah i don't know there'll, there'll be a lot more of this kind of stuff so it's obviously yeah it's and and i like everyone else in this conversation uh have other interests <laughs> and yeah yeah get, it's uh intellectually exhausting going through this one so in a lot of ways i got <laughs> to um yeah to that, that's the thing just let it stand on itself and wrote that article and uh yeah but i mean hopefully it, it, we're at that point where it can do its own work that's why i'm so excited that it's out yeah yeah that, that, that's the thing with jay shapiro ladies and gentlemen i mean this is one <laughs> movie that he's done on this topic but there are a lot of other things i don't want to mention them unless you mention them but you work on your documentaries which are by the way just beautifully made i mean they're the visuals are i mean don't just capture images you capture moments and emotions and things that you that you don't just process cerebrally but that that actually really really you can feel them yeah. um so uh you you work on a di just all kinds of different yeah, topics i think, that you made, I, I think yeah, yeah. If you were a big fan of the um, i mean it's it's not even out yet i haven't even really uh, finished it but that uh, i shot a, a short documentary in in uganda in western yes. uganda about a, a yeah. i mean the, the the it's about a library in the sort of the middle of nowhere in this small village called ibanda and i followed a boy uh who was reading the lion the witch in the wardrobe for a month and sort of did a lot of really avant-garde weird filming with him and i yeah. leaked a little thing but I, that um, was yeah. fun. That, that one's going to be. Yeah, you sent totally me some back. footage, or I think you tweeted. Did you tweet it? Or did you just send it to? I, I, I don't know. Speak a little bit of stuff, just to just. Yeah, use, and it was. Uh, yeah, that's we're in the backyard with the guns. It, it, yeah. Wait, is that is that public? Is that something we put a link to, or? I can I can give it. To, yeah, I can link it too. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just no no no. Know. It's no. I, I, that that one was just like a leak to. So people no should follow you on where to get all your other yeah, documentaries. I'm most active on Twitter, Twitter. Um, but I guess Facebook as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I made one about a baseball team in East Africa years ago. Like yeah. I, it's a lot of different stuff. But I've got a few other things that are more uh, let's say IDW friendly in the works. Um, so yeah. I, IDW for people who don't know is the intellectual. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan, but I'm using it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I, I just want to explain it to the audience. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I did Twitter ask Sam when, What's your Twitter the, when Sam Harris was on the podcast. I asked him if he prefers the Four Horsemen or the Intellectual Dark Web. So his answer was pretty interesting. I'll get people to go and listen to that episode. Oh, Sam, yeah. Know that. But yeah, Armin, sorry, you were saying. Uh, it's, it's just J Y underscore Shapiro. Mm -hmm. um, just went to the yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, go if you're interested in those um other documentaries that are coming up, go follow him on Twitter. I guess that's the main place where you will be notified. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, but but um but some some moose you joined late. We can and this is secular jihad, it's not atheist republic. But uh you uh, could you could uh, we'll post a link to it later. You can go from the beginning. But anyways, this was really great. Thank you so much, Jay. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. All the patrons out there. Mars, you, Jim, patrons, Moose, Obeid. Uh, uh, Obeid's on there. Oh, Obeid. Uh, I know. I owe you a phone call. I'm going uh, to get it very soon. Huh? Obeid and I hung out in uh, Harvard recently. Obeid is uh, like one of my favorite people. Yeah. yeah. I know. And he's one of my wife's favorite people. Like, just, I, I, I don't know why he's, anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to that's personal stuff. But in any case, uh, Renzo. What's that thing? Huh? Somebody, Alex, Alex, I can't read his Alex, name. Yeah, Alex. Um, yeah, everybody in the live chat, thank you so much for being a patron. Thank you so much for making, uh, for making all this possible. We appreciate you. And again, uh, sorry for announcing these events very last minute. Um, the, at some point, I'm going to try to announce them a little bit like it, 
day or two ahead of time but right now we're not gonna get but at some point we're gonna do that but thank you oh mike uh live long and prosper i uh, love you guys and see you again soon oh, bye the secular jihadists have been made possible thanks to the illuminati and the covert support of israel and the cia that's what we have been told but we haven't received our checks yet if you like what we do, please support us. Share the podcast with your friends. Write and tweet us with topic and guest suggestions. Or head over to secularjihadist.com and give a dollar or more for exclusive access to live video. Have your questions read and answered on the air and more. Till next time, may the flying spaghetti monster be with you.